0: Welcome to The Nigerian Filmmaker, a podcast for us to talk about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how it can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Saleh Gott. On this episode, my guest is Choma Chatsula. She's a writer and director. She has written numerous scripts, which include the sitcom The Creed, and Say Something, a shot which she also directed. We talk about writer's block, the pressure after leaving film school, and finding your tribe. If you're a new listener, you're welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Choma. You're welcome to the Niger filmmaker.
1: Hi, Saleh. Thank you.
0: All right. Can you introduce yourself?
1: Uh, My name is Choma Chiatula. I'm a writer, screenwriter, producer, filmmaker, Based in Abuja, yeah, that's it.
0: Do you need more? I will work with that, so um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like um, can you um tell us how you got started in filmmaking?
1: I, filmmaking has not been; it hasn't been my, you know, ultimate career choice. It's not something I've always wanted to do, to be honest. But I knew that I wanted to be in entertainment somehow. Yeah. So um, I actually studied economics for my bachelor's at U N N. So when I graduated, I said I-, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do an M B A. It's boring. I can't do that. And before then, I had, I had actually gone for Nigga Singh's audition. Okay. Um, yes, and I think, I think I was accepted into the next round, but I didn't go. Um, so I don't know what happened. I don't know how I came to that decision, but I've I was in theater in secondary school, yeah. Throughout, uh, and I was in, um, I was you know really invested, and I also did drama in um, and at NYC. So I don't know. I felt like. In film, everything I was interested in, it just converges in film. Music, drama, you know, dance, everything, they're all, you can all find it in film. So, I don't know, it just felt like, it felt like, it felt natural for me.
0: Yeah, a natural fit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, for um, Niger Sings, do you know why you didn't go back?
1: It was a very confusing day because we got I got a message at 3 a.m. or something, you know, asking me to come with my family. So I wasn't sure if I had gotten in or they just asked me to come and be part of the audience. Mm. Um, either way, I didn't go because I think I had to travel or something. So I didn't go for that. Until today, I don't know if I was actually accepted to the next round or you know it was an invitation to be part of the um, crowd okay yeah so it, just leave it at that um, yeah. my epic fail. thank god my epic fail is not like i'm not one of those people that they put online yeah. that just you know destroys <laughs> destroys the audition
0: <laughs> yeah you i guess like you know nyc from secondary school everything kind of um coming together and making sense like taking the film routes you decided to go to film school yeah can you talk more about that
1: um going to film school was it was a dog of war okay. because yeah it was yeah um right now my my family is actually but my family is so supportive I'm so grateful for my family they have been my rock through this tumultuous career. That my support system. But initially, there was, you know, there was resistance, because it just seems like, it seemed like such a um drastic turn, like a 360, mm. from economics to filmmaking. How, how did that come about? When did you, when did you start thinking of filmmaking? Why didn't you now, why didn't you not apply for theatre arts? Why, you know, jump now? What, whoa, 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 you know, so, um, you know, your parents have the path that they want for you. And, you know, I was good at math, I was good at this, I was good at economics, so it just felt, oh, I should just keep going you know in that direction,
0: yeah
1: uh, and you know there's this thing, thing saying about people who read economics, people who read economics can work anywhere. and you know so I just it just um, you know, I made that decision that I wanted to go to film school, yeah, and I told my parents, I told my dad to be specific that. I'm going to do it with or without his support and i applied for um applied to hd film academy here in abuja yeah. and i got a tuition scholarship and um i was already going to um <laughs> you know i was already going to beg for another sponsor but um i did I actually someone else um I did the um what do you call it the program.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, I came out with Shaka. That's how I got um that's how I, you know, got Shaka. After my three months program, Shaka was my my work, was my um sort of like a thesis after, you know, the program. So it looked like I was serious.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know. Everyone said to take me seriously and they knew that, you know, um, okay, I had something. I was passionate about I have a passion and you know I'm I'm driven and I want to do this. So I think that's when you they said taking me seriously.
0: Yeah
1: so I applied to New York Film Academy. I actually said, so I actually applied to yours, the film school that you went to. Yeah. I applied to men's film school. Um men's film school was ridiculously expensive.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was going
1: to ridiculous i was going to be expensive london yeah yeah um, no that will work for me um um i just i i wanted to go to i really wanted to go to america to to be honest i didn't want to to the uk um i just wanted i wanted to go to america i've watched american films all my life they have influenced a lot of things Mm. Influenced the way i speak the way i see things you know so um and i mean film itself, it's influenced by American movies. So, I like, I want to go to America. So, um, New York Film Academy came up and a couple of others, but New York Film Academy was looking really strong. The money was still plenty. Yeah. It was still expensive. So, I, I, I knew I had to do something. So, I wrote a, I applied for a scholarship and I got it again. Uh, I got a um, tuition discount. And it, it was. I don't regret. I don't regret it because there I met you know, like, wonderful Nigerian filmmakers. Um, yeah. they are you know scattered all over now. but well, I met a lot of wonderful filmmakers. Yeah. And I. I don't. I. It was an experience. Like I can't. I can't explain. I can't put it in a box. Hmm. But it is, yeah. It was. It's a myriad of things. It was an interesting experience
0: yeah okay so just um break it down for us like let's try and understand it like how was your one year at this film school
1: mm. <laughs> it was very educated you know i went to film school here and mm. going there i did learn a lot of things in um the first film school i went to yeah uh, mm. but going there it was it's just a step you know it's a step i only did three months so only got you know I, I got the basics I got you know the um the skeletal view of filmmaking but when I got to you um to New York Film Academy it was things got intense pretty quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, I learned so much. First of all. I have I didn't I didn't what I don't to watch films that were older than probably like maybe two thousand and five. Yeah. Like maybe two thousand fourteen And you know, all my teachers could talk about was old movies, nineteen forties, nineteen thirties. I'm just like, that was I think that was the first thing that you know shocked me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I and mean, apart from others, um, so um, it was it it was really eye opening. You know, it was really eye opening. First, we first started working with film cameras, actual film cameras yeah. before we went to digital. So it was an interesting experience, but the, I think third week, we went to shoot in Universal Studios, the LOTS. Hmm. We shot in the, um, um they call it, Eu- I think it's Europe, it has the, the look that European, those European buildings, it has that look. i forgot the name of the lot. But hmm. so we shot there and I think I shot shot one of our first first you know projects there. And I was like, Wow, you know, this is getting real. You yeah. know? So um
0: Did you I, guys I, have to build sets?
1: No, no, no. This that's the it is set. We went to a European set. I oh, don't okay. know what they call it. So I call it the European set. When European, European set I went to the Western set to shoot. Hmm. So I shot in the European set. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, it was, um, we didn't have to build anything. We just had to, it was just story and camera, no okay. dialogue.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, it was like a mise en scene. It was, uh, I, I've not seen anything like that. So I was honestly in awe for like <laughs> the first two months, <laughs> to be honest. And I was also trying to adapt to the environment. Yeah. Um, the American environment and being a black woman in the American environment so I had that to deal with and I had intense classes from you know um, morning to night or evening so um, yeah it was very eye-opening it was um, I would say interesting yeah. because I got to see another perspective it was I got to see another perspective to film you know, um every I think every country has the way they do some. They have their own rules, they have their own way of doing things. Yeah. So it was interesting to see, you know, the you know, the the godfathers. i would say they are I feel like Americans are the godfathers of film. So to see how they do it, you know, um all the little things, you know. So many things I didn't know about, I got to find out. Yeah. Um uh what I don't know what again should i um add to that um i got to meet a lot of people um so you know um the school itself it's 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 like it's like the it's like the un so it's a lot of people and there are a lot of races so it was a very diverse school so we, i turned, i met a lot of people from you know different cultures and different you know races and it was interesting because we all brought our own you know way our own um perspective to creating so it was really really um interesting and very lovely to see um but yeah uh, the the experience was it was good for me it was wonderful and i had a lot, I, I took a lot home
0: yeah
1: yeah um my um my some of my instructors especially my writing instructors they were very encouraging and you know they um mentored me and really you know pushed me and encouraged me to really do better so.
0: yeah okay so um you mentioned being a black woman in the American film industry like what Kind of things did you have to deal with?
1: Now, being a black minority, a black woman in the industry, more like a black woman in America. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's a different experience for me because you know I'm everybody all my life. I've lived with people who look like me. Yeah. So, um, you know, I had to get used to the nuances. You know, and um, understand. You know, start seeing things from a different perspective you know, thanks to my Black American friends. Um, so, I did have... Oh, there was this incident. I won't call it an incident. We had a classwork, I think it was, say... We call it the P-O-M, the um, Montage. Yeah. So, it's a Montage um, film. So, it's music. You just use music, no dialogue. Um, You're supposed to create some sort of, like, music video. Hmm. And I created my music video. and. My cast was comprised mostly of Blacks and Asians, mostly Chinese. Yeah. Uh, so I think everyone in cast liked the film. At least a lot of people in cast liked my montage film, but, and they understood it. Hmm. But my teacher was having a very, very hard time <laughs> understanding it, and he didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think he approved of the way I handled the film so um he's white he's a white ma- i don't i don't know his sexuality but a white man um and he um said that's my <laughs> oh my god that my character isn't you know my character was supposed to be dancing actually was supposed to be it's is supposed to be an expression of freedom the dance was supposed to be an expression of freedom yeah. so he said that dance is not an expression of freedom because he feels like you know um That um, type of dance is more ballet or the contemporary dance, not you know like hip hop or whatever. You know the way we dance.
0: Yeah.
1: See that it doesn't see that as an expression of freedom. And there was, you know, I I was confused, you know, and I mean as now as uh, now that I'm older, I can look back and see this, but in that moment. I was <laughs> I was a bit confused, and then I was like, oh, you know, in film school, you went to film school, right? Yeah. They teach a way of doing things, a way of expressing yourself. Yeah. You, yes, it is a creative medium, but it is still, it's uh, um, filmmaking. Sometimes feels like a channel, so mm-hmm. you still have to go through that channel. You know, you have to use a three act structure, or um, they teach you three act structure, or use a three act structure to write your story. Um, do this, you know, do that instead. You know, um, um, even even lighting black people, you know, it's not something that was taught there. You know, it was just how to light. Yeah. Just you know what I mean. So lighting um, dark-skinned people, not necessarily black people, but dark-skinned people, is a different, you know, ball game. And I got to know that after I left school. You know, so I feel like, yeah. So there was there was a, there was a, this was a different, um, it was a different experience. Now that I'm older, I can look back and see, okay, um, I believe my teacher didn't understand where I was coming from, my culture. Mm. So there was culture, there was a misunderstanding between us and our expression. So, um, um, or the way we express things. So, um, I, 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 I believe that it, it should have been a matter of, okay, I, um, I don't, you know, I would actually think it would be this way rather than I am wrong and yeah. there's a way and there's a right way to express. So I think I had that, you know, you know, I had that issue, you know, it com- it comes up once or twice, and um, I did have, you know, an issue with a teacher, and I, I don't I didn't understand why either. I didn't understand the intricacies of race, race relations in America. Yeah. So. After I had graduated and educated myself on, you know, actually I said educating myself while in school, but I didn't still understand because I was really, I was quite young um, and one year, I don't believe one year is enough to really understand it, you know, since most of my time was spent in school, not really in the real American world. So I, yeah, so it was later on, I started seeing some things, you know, um uh, you know, started noticing oh, it's 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 subtle it's sometimes it's unconscious, it's mostly unconscious where the where they treat you differently from maybe your um your your white counterparts and all that um you know your work is always it always seems a certain way, you know, so it's just i think that was one of things, yeah, so um yeah,
0: okay. Is it better to go to film school or not go to film school if you had to choose again would you choose going to film school uh
1: that's a tough one i think this if where i am at now i got here by going to film school so i can't really say don't go to film school yeah because um now um i think the two sides are valid in that what i mean is that okay for example if you don't have access to if you do not have access to um film if you're not like in um you know america or you're, like in hollywood where or you're living in california where you can see posts about or see you know um job adverts for you know PAs working you know that um advert for um positions in the film industry if you are not close the film industry if you don't have a way in a leg in at all i feel like um film school you know it doesn't you don't have to go a bachelors or whatever but you know film school i feel like it, it can be a stepping stone for you to start it can be a leg up to start yeah.
0: um
1: so i feel in that in that sense i will not discourage people forever because there's the network that you build from film school is is, is immeasurable you can't you can't get that anywhere mm. because you find people in your level starting from the ground up too. so these are the people that eventually become your you know lifetime collaborators you know your the, your the demon to your Ben Affleck or whatever yeah. so you would yeah so you don't know so it's, it's it's that that is an avenue to find that not just to learn, but to build a network. I feel that filmmaking, um, film school, sorry, gives you that. Um, no, for not going to film school. I believe that you can still learn. Now, if it's still, like the technicalities, learning film itself as an art. I mean, everything is online right now. Yeah. And, and learn it. But there's the human aspect of connecting with people and meeting and um, people in the industry. Because you need, you need those collaborators, you need your frequent collaborators, you need your tribe, yeah? You need yeah. a tribe to survive in this industry. Everyone has a tribe in this industry. So, um, if you do have access or if you are in a place where you can access these things, then, you know, go for it. You don't have to, you know, um, go through film school. Um, some people say, oh, instead of paying for film school, I might as well just use the money and make your film. You can't do that because you don't, you don't have, you don't have that experience or training yet to, you know, to be able to pull that off. But as I said, I think it depends on you. Hmm. This is my perspective. This is my own perspective on that.
0: Okay. Okay. So you graduated. Um, did you stay back and work in the industry, or you came back to Nigeria?
1: i came back straight
0: (laughs) and i guess as soon as you landed you started doing big
1: things (laughs) yeah no i i didn't start doing big things as soon as i landed um but i started, um i you know reached out to my um film school contacts from from yeah from nigeria the nigerian film school contacts and um you know we worked on something the um the head of the academy here gave me an opportunity, and I was an assistant director on a feature film. That's okay. remarkable. Yeah. And then I went on to do to be a line producer for Bariga Sugar.
0: Okay.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah. Um. I we did. A, I did a couple of things. Um. For. Um. um HD. For I you know bounced out on my own.
0: Okay you know living film school you have learned all this money has been spent do you think like you felt pressure to you know um you know like kind of show what all this education was for and um yeah do i guess remarkable noteworthy films did you feel pressure or it was just like normal for you
1: uh initially when i got out i felt that pressure it was immense (laughs) and it's you know I think one of the decisions I live to regret to today was not doing stuff was not like doing more films you know getting my hands dirty doing more um, directing more films you know immediately I left school I was um I felt um, <laughs> I felt that pressure to you know do something you know huge and I just, it's it crippled me
0: yeah
1: and i decided to put directing at the back burner and sort of focus on more on writing um i believe that was the i believe that was my strength um i would advise anybody not to do that <laughs> i would seriously advise against that um that um you know my uh, my thesis wasn't what i wanted it to be and it discouraged me so um i would you know advise against letting one failure you know one bad film that you've done discourage you from trying or to keep trying to keep doing more because it's only if you do more you get better you can't yeah. do more by acquiring more knowledge you know that is you know that's the that's the thing that is you know what you're talking about film school and no film school the thing about film school is i still have to come out and actually you know um you know get um um work in the real work in the real industry for you to you know be recognized yeah. you know just coming out film school is not enough you still need experience so you still need hands-on experience so um i feel um if you if you avoid that you know we a lot of artists we tend to be perfectionists yeah we want what comma let it be fantastic let Rotten tomatoes give it a hundred percent. Let everyone love it. Let everybody pay for it. It's meant it to be a critical and commercial success. The first time, you know, no no excuses. And I feel like it's a lot of pressure. That's the pressure I felt. Um, um not the rot- rotten tomatoes part, but that's the pressure I felt. So I feel um and I, I feel like even a lot of filmmakers still now, you know, haven't really bought out their films because you know, there's there's this fear of, yeah, am I going to be good? And especially if you have, you know, critiqued a lot of films and everybody's waiting for yours. Yeah. Because you're so smart, yeah? You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you're such a smart filmmaker, so you must come up with something fantastic, better than all these ones you critique. And, you know, it just, it, it, it's, it, it's like a, um, a, a pressure pot. It just, it just keeps boiling inside you and you just can't, you know, you can't, um, you can't contain it. So um, I feel I feel like, you know, it's important to get a hands on experience. Um, If you want, you know, I learned I figured out if you want to, if you want to actually be better, you have to be willing to look stupid. So, I mean, I did the same thing with writing. You know, I know I know that my first draft will not be great. I expect that. So why do I why why do you why do you expect that your first film should be fantastic? Yeah. Sometimes first film first film will be great. And you know, good for you, you know, but don't feel like, you know, you don't still need to work. Don't feel like it cannot, you know, you you know, don't feel like, oh, that this is the end of everything. Do you understand? So yeah. if um if I can, if you can see that your first draft of your script won't be good. And you can apply that to um, um i can apply, you can apply that to uh, making making a film or directing a film or doing other um you know involving yourself with other aspects of production which you know um, which you are more or you want to venture into but you're not you don't feel confident enough so you can only build confidence by building your reel. yeah so um that's what i that's my takeaway from that.
0: You know, you said you let directing take a back burner, so you're working mm-hmm. more on your writing, yeah. and I've seen that you co-wrote a sitcom called The Crib, and you also wrote and directed a short film called Say Something. Yeah. So can you talk um, more about your writing? Like, what's the um, list of things you have been able to write since you chose to focus on that?
1: Um, okay, so um, I've written about maybe a dozen short films. Yeah. This um, something is um, the first, hopefully of of many. Um, I've also written, um, in addition, to that, I've actually written for feature films. Okay. Unfortunately, they haven't been produced yet. Yeah. Um I wrote um back in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, I wrote a, a feature for rated e productions. Um and I've also um developed a variety show, actually okay. two variety shows. They just didn't go to air. Um I've also actually worked in a writer's workshop for another TV series, another TV sitcom, but it hasn't been produced too
0: yeah
1: um, I've also I said I worked on four features right so um, apart from the um, feature with for um, rated e productions I wrote um, I co-wrote two features a romantic comedy and a thriller right now currently I'm working on two feature films so this is my, this, um, I, I'm writing, currently working on a thriller. It's actually my first solo feature from start to scratch. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Is this um, scary? <laughs> the, the film? Um,
0: um, the, kind of the process of writing no, it.
1: No, I, no, I started, um, I made the decision to do more um, solo um, writing projects last year. Um, I love collaborating, you know, don't get me wrong. Actually, I love it. Um, you know, that's one of my dreams, want to work in a writer's room, you know, oh. uh, but I wanted to do more solo projects so that I understand my own writing voice better. So yeah. I started last year during the pandemic <laughs> and it has been exciting. It's not scary at all. It has been challenging. I would say it's challenging because my... Um, I thought it out with comedy,
0: yeah,
1: or you know, I have the darkness brewing, so I need to express it somehow. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, um, that was a joke, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's yeah,
1: fine I'm not I'm not a I'm not joke, Goldberg waiting to you know <laughs> yeah. wait to be unleashed, but. Either way, um, yeah. So um, I'm working on this thriller. It has been, it has been. I've actually worked on it. I've actually written a thriller last year. I wrote a thriller and a rom com. Okay. Know, yeah. So it's ex. It's hasn't exciting.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. So like, um, I mean, you you write a lot. So was the one thing that always kind of gets you out of. Like maybe your yeah, writer's block.
1: Mm. Yeah, the thing about writer's block, I've learned is it's it's is natural. It happens. Right? Just like as you get stressed, it's a natural thing. As a creator, you get creators block, it's not just writers. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, if you make your film, you know, and you're seeing your rough cuts and just like, wow, what is this trash? You know. <laughs> uh-huh. And your editor is asking you, how, okay, how do we proceed from here? And you're like, I don't know. I have no clue. And, you know, you want to sit, you want to you don't know how to move forward. You know, obviously it's not trash, but right now it's not, it's to you, your pieces are not coming together. And, you know, they said the film, film is written three times. It's written in the writing process. It's written in the um, directing when you, when you shoot it. And it's written when you edit, it's written when you edit it. Yeah. Um, I believe everyone will. Every creator has a block. So I don't. I try. I don't push through the blocks anymore. I just accept it. I'm blocked. I'm blocked. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I just take. I take time. I just take time off. You know. I just let it be. Yeah. And what I what I do if I see that the block is taking too long to unblock, <laughs> if I'm not having any ideas anymore, I I, you know, I have, I have, I don't have just, I'm not just working on one writing project. I have pro- different projects at different stages, different writing, different stories at different stages. Yeah. So I can work on another one for the meantime while I, you know, think about the other one. So by the time I'm done, you know, with that stage, I'm open for the next one, for the um one I had the block for. I'm unblocked and I have more ideas. So... That's what I do. I just give myself time.
0: Yeah. Okay, so um, you also mentioned that you have co-wrote some of these projects with other writers. Yeah. I want to talk about collaboration. Mm-hmm. How do you think Nigerians are faring in that regard?
1: Um, I think... I think we're doing okay. But I don't think we are... I feel like the... I feel like our, our, we have the collaborative spirit, but I feel like sometimes our own self-interest can overshadow that collaborative spirit.
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas, um, I I'm directing a film, right? I'm directing a it's a trauma chatula film, and yeah. I bring people onto the project. People look at it as if, as if it's my film. The lead will look at it as if it's my film. Yeah. The producer will look at it as if it's my film. it's not just my film. Everybody that has been brought onto the project, it is their film.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? You 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 Googled me and you saw the you saw the project I have been part of. Right? Uh-huh. So it those are still it's still my body of work. So it will still be your body of work. So that, I think that sometimes I feel like that's not properly, it's not fully understood that it is not just this director's film or this producer's film or this writer's film. It's everyone's film. Everybody putting, even to the present, wrangling cables. Yeah, It's film, you know? And if you don't, I think when you don't take it as this is also my film, it will affect your productivity. Mm-hmm. And it does. Yeah. It shows, you know, when you are in a collaborative environment. Um, I think it was in Varigashuga, um, you know, um, it, it, was, it was a really um, lovely set to work on. Um, I think a lot of the people behind the camera, I think we had like maybe seven directors. <laughs> so you can imagine where, um, you know, I mean, it's not only seven directors, they're not seven directors directing the film, yeah. but um, um, members of the crew, about seven members of the were directors themselves, uh-huh. so it was interesting to see. So they they understood how to approach a project holistically, not thinking of oh, and um, this is my job. I'm only going to do this job. Yeah. Any other nobody should disturb me. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So sometimes we don't work in sync. We are not working in sync. This department is doing what they want. So this other department is also doing their own thing. So this other person is doing their own thing. So this other person is doing their own thing. So their own thing. And I'm just like. You know, I feel like we have it. We because we're we're coming together. You're you know someone is hiring. You're coming together. You're having meetings. You're discussing. You know you're sharing because I mean doing we we have we're working on the film together. We have meetings and yeah. we share stuff, share stories. So there's that spirit is there. So why you know why do we? I think that that culture of you know even even the person bring even the person. Um, making the project happen. Whether as a producer or the director, mm. you know, so to not also see that this is just my film. This is my film. It's my project. It's a trauma chat film. Whatever I say goes. Yeah. I feel it's it's tyrant behaviour. And mm-hmm. every 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 nation every nation that is under a dictatorship is not flourishing.
0: Because it's just about like... one person.
1: Exactly. It's just about you and your needs. So when you start doing that, it's not a collaborative film anymore. It's not it's not a film anymore. It's just your project. It's your project, right? Yeah. So even if it's a passion project, you still have to let people. It's hard. To be honest, it's hard. You know, when you write stuff, when you write stuff and you give your your um, colleagues to look at it and say, ah, this person, this this character here is not working. This scene that you put here, these five pages, I don't know why they they are not they are not useful. Hmm. And you, you, your heart breaks because you have put in so much but the thing I was what I learned as i I'm still learning it right yeah. is to detach myself from my work I know my, my work is a reflection is, is a part my work is a part of me yeah. and yes, it's somewhat a reflection of me but it's not me right yeah. so when I see the work as okay this, this, this is a story it needs to be done it needs to be done it needs to be done well so I need to let my person my own personal, you know, um feelings and sometimes my your own vendetta. You have to, you know, remove that from your work mm. so that you can see clearly. So I feel like that 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 can be an issue. And and I don't I don't think it's I don't think he's I don't think it's difficult to resolve. It's just a change of mindset. Yeah. And I think it comes from both ends. When I mean both ends, I mean those being hired you know there the, the person who is in charge of the project the person who owns the project and the people who are being brought onto the project both parties need to the person who is um um who is making the project happen also needs to loop in or bring the people they are being that are being hired together i need to make them feel like they are also a part of the film so yeah. that uh, it's also their film so that they can feel that they can feel that way too so i think it works both ways
0: can you mention like um three creators whether writers directors can that kind of influence your work
1: oh you know this is a hard question for me
0: yeah
1: i have several i don't i can't pick three i feel like it would be unfair
0: yeah
1: <laughs> but um, i'm not going to mention three i'm going to mention more than three okay <laughs> because we've had this conversation yeah um i have a lot of influences um edgar wright is one yeah um, um actually recently jordan peel is one like dennis villanueva i learned how to pronounce his name um i love paul fig i love his films mm. and they have um edgar wright and i believe edgar wright and paul fig influence my comedic art yeah. The comedic side of um of filmmaking for me. And um Darren Aronofsky is one of my favorites. I love his films. He influences the darker side.
0: Yeah.
1: These are my influences. Um I have one female influence. It is Sofia Coppola. Okay.
0: Um
1: so yeah. Yeah, so
0: Okay. So as a writer-director, like what kind of stories do you think you want to tell?
1: Yeah. Um, I want to tell, right now, I want to, we are, uh, I feel like in Africa, Nigeria, Africa in general, we have, we still have an untapped mine of stories.
0: Yeah.
1: There are so many stories we haven't touched, you know, there's so many original stories waiting to, like, come out. And so I want to write. I want to write films that reflect authentic African Nigerian experience. My thing is to, I want someone to watch my film.
0: Yeah.
1: See, oh, this is how they live. This is what they do. This is how they speak. These are the things that they do every day. Like, this is their culture. Do you understand? Hmm. Not not the one, not something that has been prepped for for you know something has been prepped and glossed over right um if you watch um you know Askar fahadi he wrote the he made this a separation yeah
0: have you seen
1: um have you seen Askar fahadi's films
0: not not really
1: okay he's an iranian filmmaker and he writes domestic dramas and it's you know it's it's just the his style is simple you know he's not He is not too um, like with the film and the story. He's not too grandiose. Yeah. But you can feel the culture of his people of uh, Iran, how they live, just everyday things, how they live, how they speak, how they view people, how they see things. Hmm. You know. And it it was so it was so small. You know. I watched the salesman, and I think the salesman really opened my eyes because. I'm I'm, I'm watching foreign. I'm not... um, It wasn't something that was encouraged. Like, I I wasn't... It's it's just recently I started watching more um, films outside UK and America. So, that's non-English speaking films. And when I watched the salesman, you know, I haven't even gone... I've watched maybe French and probably German. But I haven't gone to Asia and Middle East. So, watching... Um, ask her for her. This, um, I hope I'm pronouncing his name well, salesman. It was so eye opening. It was such a simple story, but it was so captivating. What really got me was watching the culture, just watching how they live. It was so fascinating. I wouldn't have known either way. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, like, films, they're a window to people's society. You can see how they live they interact with people you know you know how what their what their views are on you know are they more conservative are they more free what, what how do they think it's, it's it's i feel like that is what makes film so interesting it's not about twisty plots to me it's not about you know your plot being having plot twists and having red herrings or whatever it's not about how funny things it is it's about that it's about the the human beings you're writing about how do they interact with each other I yeah. think that's more fascinating than anything else.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned that you did um economics for your undergrad. How yeah. is how is that helping your filmmaking now?
1: <laughs> oh my god, I've had the question so many times. Um honestly <laughs> don't know how to answer it. Um, you know, I am sure maybe um, we're expecting something like, oh, it helped me with production and managing production. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't really think I don't know how it has influenced how how it has helped me. You know, with filmmaking, I can't really see
0: Would you think about it in a way of like demand and supply of stories? So like. Do you know what the audience want?
1: Oh, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, (laughs) I would say economics helped me. Um, yeah, I guess you can. Yeah, you can. I mean, economics is partial. It's partly about predicting your human behavior, consumption. Yeah, you know, it's about creating wealth on a macro scale. So yes, in that sense, it might. In in that sense, it does help me. You know, see things how can I how can I get the best with what I have
0: yeah
1: so um, I and a, um, a colleague of my a friend of mine went to New York Film Academy and we agree on this this mantra you know I, I don't have to have the latest camera to get something beautiful you know my camera my you know I feel like now recently cameras have become a, a crutch rather than a tool yeah forget that it's a tool. It is not it is not the beginning and end of film. Hmm. So um I feel like in that sense it has you know um I have that policy of getting the best with what I have. So I think that's you know you making economical use of my resources. Hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> and you don't feel like okay um because yeah the audience maybe a lot of them like this type of story are you more about giving them what they want or kind of speaking your truth
1: um uh, speaking my truth because uh, it's uh, it's
0: it's kind of a business at the end of the day
1: yeah i don't know i don't know about um speaking my truth um i do have I think is I think it should be a blend of both the thing is the tr- at the end of the day at, at its core I believe in being more authentic to yourself yeah the stories that are not for me I know now the stories that will not okay this is not it's not really my forte one you know you will know you will know when you know you're directing something and or you're, you're writing something. You know, when you, for example, you're being hired to write something. Yeah. To write if if it, it, it might not even be the genre, it might be the topic, and it's just like this doesn't work for me, right? And I feel like the the people who are successful, look at Tarantino, look at Nolan, look at Fig, look at, I mean, look at Fig.
0: Yeah.
1: He's yeah, his brand of comedy is you know he's, he's broad humor, right? Broad female humor, and he's good at it. He is great at it, in fact. And he is successful at it because this is what he's good at. He has done a drama film.
0: Mm.
1: He did drama film maybe early on in his career, and it didn't really fly, right? Taika Waititi 2 has that you know quirk and you know eccentricity with his films, and people watch it. People like it. Do you understand? Yeah. So I feel, I think it goes hand in hand. It's intertwined. I can't you can't say you can't say one or the other, right? Just like you have people who write fiction and people who write non-fiction. You have you have market for both those things. So yes, I know our Nigerian market, you know, people claim we claim that all oh, our Nigerian market, you know, rolling like comedy or in like a certain genre. Yeah. But the thing is, we a lot of us have Netflix and we watch other genres.
0: Yeah.
1: So they are taking what we are giving them, right? We're talking demand and supply here. Right? Mm. So if I mean, each, I feel like, each, each, we need to diversify in our genre. So each genre will have their, their fans and have the people who love them. So, you know, find a place. I believe they work hand in hand. When you, are, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not very, I'm not, um, you'll speak your truth. More, I would say just be more authentic to yourself. And mm. um, Now, the stories that will come out of you will have an audience. Right? Yeah. You know, there's a you you don't have to you don't um you have to be careful not to delve into something that is too weird or too off. You know, that's when you are you're you're making a film for self for self aggrandizing purposes, not for you're not making a film for other people to see. I'm making it for yourself and to stroke your ego. So if I'm not talking about those films, I'm talking about films that you actually want people to see. You know you're, you're or just like when you start being, you know, authentic to yourself, mm. you start attracting people that are for you, right? Yeah. So I think that's the same thing for film.
0: Okay. Um, you mentioned that you know you're in film school, you meet people. Yeah. They're your future collaborators. Um, you know, you change the environment, you come back to Nigeria, you're making films. Do yeah. you feel you've found your tribe, or you're still looking for them?
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> this is a hard one. I've had different tribes. <laughs> I'm multi tribal at this point. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> How is that um, working?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's a journey. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're breaking you're using my words against me. Um, I mean just like how people, you know, meet their first the first guy they meet or the first girl they meet yeah. will become their love the love of their life. But some of us have to like kiss many, many, many frogs before <laughs> we not frogs in that sense, but we have to go through, you know, we're we not we're not some people are not as lucky, so mm. they have to meet more people. So I feel like that it's it's like that for me now. <laughs> okay. Um I'm still trying to figure that out and as I said you know um last year was it was um it was very um it was a it it changed last year changed my perspective you know okay. um, after twenty nineteen um my perspective shifted like a holistic, not just in film but in life so um I um, it comes, I'm, you know I'm, I'm maturing so I guess I'm you know seeing things differently you know uh, I I was I went through some stuff in 2019 and you know 2020 was um, things started to change for me yeah so I feel like naturally you know maybe the people that you started out with they are, they're you are not with you anymore you know you're not with them anymore and it's not that. You know, anything terrible happened or anything, you know, they are bad people. I and mean, you just start, you know, we are now on, on different, different paths now. So it's better I'm on my path. You know, you don't want to force yourself on someone else's path yeah. or oh, force yourself to create a new path just because this person is your tribe or you like this person. You know, you might like this person and you love this person, but you just, you, they just you're just not working together. It's not, it's not, it's not the right fit. Hmm. So that's, that's what's happening. I feel like I don't know if I found my tribe yet, but I'm my eyes are open, like keeping my eyes open, and I'm searching.
0: um Who knows? Maybe who knows? I'll find tribe. My... Yeah, hoping you find the right frog. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> oh, I don't want to find the right frog. <laughs> I don't want to find the right frog. um yeah. Okay,
0: the, the right tribe. <laughs>
1: Yes, that's much better. I don't know why you use the frog thing again, my frog metaphor.
0: Okay. Um, All right, so let's say you're stuck on an island and you have to keep rewatching a film or a TV series. Which one would that be?
1: Easy Brooklyn (laughs) 99 and Silver Line's Playbook. Okay. Yeah.
0: Nice, nice choice, Brooklyn 99 yeah yeah you know we nigerians are very passionate we want to improve our country and for us filmmakers a way of doing that is improving our industry what do you think we should be focusing on in hollywood
1: story I think that's easy i think we need to take more time with our stories as i said there's so much potential and I, a lot of I've I've seen a lot of stories like you know stories with great potential just go to waste because yeah. we wanted to make this film quickly. You know I understand the excitement as a writer. You know when an idea comes to you and it's just it's it's just there. You're you're so excited you can't wait for it to be out. You want it to you want to dump it on the paper immediately. Yeah it's that's not how it works it's just that's just the first part of it so i feel like we need to take more time with our stories you know just take more time with the stories yeah. let it let it let it let it brew let it you know let it grow yeah you know it don't have to be exactly what you had pictured let it grow let it evolve i think um that will be that's one of that's a, it's it's i feel like it's still missing um, we are already getting a lot of things right. Yeah. Improving on our quality, we're improving on our sound. Um, um we just have to. <laughs> we all have to. The main thing we are not, you know, we're we're skipping. We're skipping. itself. we want to fly before we have crawled.
0: Yeah.
1: So I think we need to just go back to basics. Just get the story right, please. That's all.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Apart from the um trailer script you're working on what else are you working on these days
1: Okay I um these days I am working with you on a feature project Yeah and, um, I'm a line producer on this project um it is you know I can't say much but it's it's exciting um I can't wait for people to see it um it's a one of a kind film Yeah um, yeah, I can't wait for people to see. It. It's, you know, this is the kind of story that we have been, we want that we have been waiting for. The kind of story I, I, I was talking about. Yeah. Expression of ourself, our culture, and authentic self. You know. So um, yeah, I I just I can't wait for, for it to be done.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, how can people keep up with your work?
1: Uh, my handle is at Chama Bri. Um, I've been dormant of late, but I would um, you know. I will pick up very soon, um, you know, because of work. So I'll pick up very soon, but you can get me at, at Bree on Instagram.
0: Okay. Thanks, Choma, for coming on the podcast.
1: I thank you for having me, Ele. Alright. We have come
0: to the end of this episode. Please remember to leave a rating on a review. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Film, and the podcast also on Instagram and Twitter at the Niger Film Code. See you on the next episode. Have a good one.